Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Fearless Generations with Terry Sayer and Kelly Fox. Welcome to Fearless Generation's 12 Steps to Freedom. Tonight is Step 5, everybody. We are now on Step 5. It is going by so quickly. And Step 5 is accountable. Tonight is introduction night, so that means anything goes. And I am excited to be here with my beautiful co-host, Terry Sayre. How are you doing tonight, Terry? I am doing wonderful. So glad to be here. And at an earlier time, that's kind of nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we go at an earlier time for our wonderful East Coast uh, coaches, and tonight we have the lovely Dawn McGee. How are you doing tonight? I'm good. How are you? Doing well. Thank you. Now, it's been a little while since you've gone on the show with us, so why don't you remind the listeners of who you serve? Absolutely. Thanks. Yeah, I'm a nutrition evangelist, and I work with women who are tired of riding the diet roller coaster, who want to put a little bit of fun back into being healthy, who really think that eating grilled chicken salads every day for the rest of their life is just not a good way to go through life. So those are the kind of folks that I work with. Awesome. And such a service that is needed right now. I think the term of the COVID-50 is going to become popular. Um, So (laughs) we're excited to have you. And Accountable seems like it probably goes right along with how you support your clients. How do you define Accountable? That's a great question because it means so many different things. Um, You could be accountable to uh, a coach that you're working with. You could be accountable to a a partner that you've picked. Um, You could be accountable to yourself. I think one of the most important things about any health journey is being accountable to yourself. And really that means being honest with yourself about where you are and what effort you're putting in to get to where you want to be. And are you you making reasonable steps um, to get there? Yeah, I love that. Terry, what is your definition of accountable? Well, I agree with um, with Dawn that it's really a multifaceted word, and so many people have different um, definitions. And usually when I talk to a client and ask them what does accountability they mean, they mean it's keeping your word. And I say, well, to whom? And usually it's to somebody else. Uh, they, they kind of label it with integrity, and, and they label it with how they – follow through at work, how they follow through uh, with their commitments to other people. But not very often do people say it's being accountable to their own dreams, accountable to their goals, accountable to whom they want to be. And I find it really interesting that oftentimes it's a lack of clarity on their part about who they want to be and what they see as their goals and their dreams. And especially women uh, tend to always be focused out outward to other people. How do I serve other people? How do I take care of my children, my parents, my, um, my colleagues? Um, I was a school teacher, my students. Um, 
you know, how do I take care of them? How am I accountable to them? And I think in my tenure as a coach, I've really learned that being accountable to myself, taking personal responsibility and being honest about what I want to do and having a system or a strategy, a way of, of being able to do that, which works, you know, there's multiple ways of that to work for people. Some people have a, an electronic calendar. Some people make a list. Some people just, uh, you know, follow their intuition for the day. It's, there's so many ways to hold yourself um, honestly accountable to your vision, to your dream, to your, we like to, we like to say to your true self. And so we have three tenets in, in fearless living that we, we call foundational and that's compassion honesty and personal responsibility which you could say you could call personal responsibility accountability and we like to put compassion first because oftentimes when we're honest with ourselves we be we're brutally honest with ourselves more so than we are with anyone else and we beat ourselves up so when we're being accountable whatever strategy we have and i have a couple that really work for me um i put compassion above above the the responsibility and the honesty, always being kind to myself, being compassionate and understanding with myself and not beating myself up because I'm a recovering perfectionist and I can fall into that. I'm not doing enough. I'm not getting it done right. I can really fall into that even when it's accountability to myself. So I think just kind of like smother, I was just watching the cooking channel smothering the frosting of compassion over your cake, you know, just really <laughs> having compassion be that, that covering that we allow and give ourselves permission to have compassion and be kind to ourselves as we're developing our accountability. And so that's a long, long answer to a short question. <laughs> yes. And, and that's why compassion comes before accountability. We need to mm-hmm. practice compassion for ourselves before we start holding ourselves accountable. And I find that most people do think of accountability as how we report to others or mm-hmm. uh, things that we do that we say we're going to do for others. And yet it is a challenge for them to uh, stay committed to their own goals and dreams. It's a lot easier to dismiss or justify or uh, whatever it may be, rationalize uh, your way out of keeping your commitments to yourself because there's no one checking up on you but you. Mm -hmm. And I think that some of the powerful ways that we can support ourselves with accountability is community. Because if you tell someone, hey, I'm going to go walking three times a week, then you are going to have someone checking up on you. But it's your commitment to yourself. So, you know, thinking of it that way, I know that that supports me if I have someone who I walk with, someone who does it with me. And because I know that, then I can support myself in keeping myself more accountable to that commitment. In other areas of my life, I have other ways to support myself in being accountable. And so I engage those. And so it's, it's, 
really important that we look at those those commitments that we have that we really haven't been staying true to and ask ourselves, how can we up our level of accountability here? How can we support ourselves and set ourselves up for success in this area? Like, Don, I'm sure if someone is changing their lifestyle, going to the store and getting a bunch of chips and cookies probably isn't setting themselves up for success. No, it's not. That's a great point. And, in fact, all month long, that's been my topic. I've been talking about how to set yourself up for success. And one of the biggest things that is helpful, and I think, Terry, you mentioned this about systems. There's a great book that if people are interested in diving into them more, it's called Atomic Habits. And it's all about how to create new habits, how to get rid of old habits. I'll say old, quote, bad habits. And doing things in such a way that they're easy. So, you know, when you start a new healthy journey. Don, what was it? Atomic habits? Atomic habits. Atomic like small, tiny habits. And Mm. it's it's by James Clear. And some of the greatest things are about systems and making things Mm -hmm. easy for yourself. If you're starting a new healthy lifestyle you know, you don't want to throw out all the food you've got in your pantry and replace it with only, quote, unquote, healthy foods. What you really want to do is start to gradually shift over from whatever it is that you want to replace in your meals with something that's a little bit healthier, but to do it in a way that you don't feel such intense pressure like you're making your getting rid of everything and making such a dramatic life change. Yeah. Baby stepping. Absolutely. Absolutely. We love baby steps. (laughs) (laughs) They build on top of each other. And I think that that is a great way to support yourself in being accountable. I know I'm the type of person that is kind of all or nothing about things. And so I'll dive in and I'll take on five things at a five new things at a time, and then I can only sustain that for so long. And when I don't do it successfully, I can start to beat myself up. And it's like, well, if I would have tried one thing, <laughs> right? Um, maybe I could have sustained that longer. Um, but also allowing yourself to not have to do it perfectly or not to, you know, that it's okay if you miss a day or it's okay if you decide to have a cookie, Um, you know, that there's flexibility and there's, there's room for there to be a personal definition of what your lifestyle is going to be. It doesn't have to be exactly the way that someone tells you or someone does that it can be created specifically for you by you. Absolutely. It's so important. I talk a lot about sustainable balance and it's so important to, to, to progress in a way that makes sense for you so that you can stick with it for a lifetime. So important. Mm-hmm. 
Are there any changes you're looking to make this year? Yes. Um, one of the changes that I am practicing this year is moving more. I have not been as successful as I would like, but I am still doing it more than I used to. So I do give myself credit for that. And as I continue um, practicing that, I'm sure I will get better and better at it. I am also practicing eating more protein in my diet and also giving myself that system, right, that we talked about of a little bit more structure around what we're going to do each night as a family. And uh, so now we have, like, specific nights. So everybody knows on Monday we're going to have chili, Um You know, on uh, you know, on Wednesdays is kids' choice. You know, um, so we have all of these set things. So it's not like time for dinner, and my husband and I are looking at each other, going, "Who's cooking, and what are we making?" So that's another thing that we've been we've been doing since the new year as well. That's awesome. I think those are great. And those those are all sustainable habits. You've got systems in place to make them easy for you and and you just keep moving forward. And once you've got those moving smoothly, then you can think about adding some other things if you want to. Mhm. Yeah. Terry, what about you? Yeah, I um my one thing I'm working on uh, right now is I have set, I have a set morning routine, a structure that really supports me a lot, and I've habituated that to the point where it's internalized. And I'm now working on uh, developing an evening routine that will also support me, uh, both spiritually, mentally, and physically. So, I've I've taken the first step uh, towards practicing that in January and now I'm I'm ready to start on the next step. So I have actually six steps, six things that I want to be able to accomplish in the evening that would uh I you know, I could consistently support my my um taking care of myself as you know, in all of those in all of those areas. So I I also realize that it's a little bit easier for me in the morning to get up just a little bit earlier if I have an early appointment to accomplish that. And I'm not sure how I'm going to have to be maybe a little more flexible in the evening because I do have often I'll have evening um, meetings or responsibilities that I won't get home until after I would have liked to have start that routine. So I'm kind of playing around with how will I create that structure with compassion, looking at my schedule and do I do it week by week, day by day, how do I, you know, what do I not do if I don't get home until 10 o'clock at night? Um, and what's the most supportive, co- you know, component of that new routine? So that's kind of what I'm working on right now is establishing that structure so it will be flexible enough as my morning structure is in order that I'll go to bed at night with that same kind of feeling of accountability and compassion and continue to move forward with my goals and my dreams. So that's what I'm working on right now. That sounds fabulous. I love it. And and you sound like you're already so self-aware as to whether, you know, 
easier for you to get up a little earlier in the morning so you can fit something in there and you need a little bit more flexibility at night. It's, it's, can be very difficult for people to have that level of self-awareness. And so sometimes they try to cram habits into places that just don't suit them. So kudos to you for already knowing where it makes sense for you and your lifestyle. Yeah, well, it's taken me a while to get here, but, you know, you just keep plugging on, taking those baby steps, right? <laughs> yeah. And I've been working Indeed. on this about for 10 years, so it's – uh it's that's when I started in the you know as far as I retired from teaching and I started uh, working on self awareness and and really recognized that there were things missing in my life that could uh, take me into this you know I call it the third act of my uh, my life you know my my seventies and eighties and nineties uh, how am I going to continue to have this level of vitality and health and that. I think the only way to do that is to keep growing and keep learning and keep you know, having that self-awareness. Absolutely. Kudos to you. Well, thank you. Yeah. And I think that that is definitely a high level of accountability to yourself, that you are aware of the life that you want to live and you are taking steps on a daily basis to live that life. And that really is being accountable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I find I have a morning routine as well, and sometimes I get to all of it. <laughs> sometimes there are pieces that don't get that I don't get to because uh, 7:20 comes faster than I thought it would, and I have to start getting kids dressed and making breakfast and all of that. But I've been able to consistently do it now for quite a while. And so it's finding, okay, what really is supportive? Maybe there's some aspect of my morning routine that I can uh, put to the side and not do right now, maybe bring back later, or maybe there's something else that would really support me that I can bring in. Uh, Cause I'm at that point now where I can, you know, shift it up a little and then what does my evening look like right now it's playing an app on my phone and (laughs) and then um when i keep yawning so much my eyes start to water i put it down and i go to sleep um so there's definitely some improvement that can be made there and uh i think that that is a time when we can go, okay, I've got my morning down. Now how would I want my evening to look? And I think that Terry's beyond that point um, in her process, and I'm starting it with the mine. Well, that's great. I think, you know, you're, you've taken the first step, right? You're, you've decided that you want to be more accountable to yourself and you want to be more intentional with how you spend your evening time. Do you know what you want that to look like yet? Um, not exactly, but I do want it to involve – okay, so my one commitment is to at least be in bed by 11. Um, so that's my goal that I am trying to stick to at least. And 
I am not great at it yet. So that is, um, that's the one I'm working on right now. And what are those steps that you're going to do to hold yourself accountable? Wow. Are you going to set an alarm? Are you going to have somebody tap you on the shoulder? <laughs> that wouldn't go well. No, I um, <laughs> I just I try to stay more aware of the time. And then when I'm comfy on the couch, I have a conversation with myself and say, okay, Kelly, this is what we're committed to. Let's get up and go back to the room and get in our pajamas and start winding down. So that's kind of what I've been doing so far. But I, an alarm probably would be supportive. That's definitely something that I could do. I have so many alarms already um, that remind me of things. So one more couldn't hurt. There you go. Excellent. Um, you know, the, the key is to take whatever systems you have to be accountable and, and to make them as easy as possible because mm -hmm. – Pure willpower only lasts so long, and then if you want to be accountable long-term, then, um, then you need something that's going to make it easier. Yeah. I definitely think that being aware of what it is that you're wanting to hold yourself accountable to is the first step, and that's why it is also the first step in the 12 Steps to Freedom. And it really, you really start to see how they all just build on top of each other and how one encompasses all the others because we have to be aware and then we have to be willing, right? So I'm aware that I want to go to be in bed by 11. Am I willing to be in bed by 11? Now that fluctuates day to day. So how can I support myself in my willingness being high enough for me to actually do it, right? And that takes me connecting with myself, connecting with the why I want to be in bed by 11, you know, really getting in tune with me, maybe connecting with someone else as a support buddy. Um, there's lots of different ways that I, I can connect, right? And then having compassion on myself when it's 1130 and I make it to bed. And this is how I hold myself accountable, right? So they all connect and they all work together to support you in moving towards freedom. Absolutely. I love the way you stack the steps on top of each other because um, that's another great way to work through new habits is is by stacking a new habit on top of something that's an existing habit. So, again, it reminds mm -hmm. you. Um, so, you know, you've got your nighttime routine and, you know, something that you normally do. You can then, on top of that, add in the, the accountability to, to get to bed a little bit earlier. Yeah, absolutely. One of the tools in Fearless Living that we use to help ourselves be accountable is called a life log, and it supports you in keeping track of what you're doing on the half hour, and it shows you, you can use it in a lot of different ways, but with holding yourself accountable, 
it's good to be aware of that one thing you're practicing, right? So if you're practicing being accountable to, like for me, if I'm being accountable to uh, spending quality time with my kids, then I'm going to keep track of how much time I spend with them so that I can see am I really, are my actions in alignment with the thing that I'm saying is important, right? If if a day goes by and I spent, you know, a total of two hours with them, is that really in alignment with me wanting to spend quality time with them? Maybe, maybe not. Depends what we did in those two hours. But it's a great tool to hold yourself accountable to um, the things that you are practicing. And for those of our listeners who are have subscribed to our newsletter, you will be getting the newsletter tomorrow and a link to a PDF that you can print of a life log will be in that newsletter. And so you can print that off for yourself and practice that tool in supporting with supporting you and staying accountable to, uh, to your goals and dreams. That sounds like a great tool. One of the, the key things to know whether or not you're achieving what you want is to measure it and, um, mm-hmm. and, and to not, and to have compassion because sometimes when we measure things, we find that we're not doing as well as we thought we were. And sometimes we, you know, we are, but, it's important to know where you are. Absolutely. Well, Don, we are almost out of time already, and I want to give you a chance to share with our listeners how they can get a hold of you if they want to learn more about what it is that you do. Thank you. The time flies. I love talking with you guys. Um, <laughs> anybody would like to, to learn more about me, they can pop to my website, dawnmcgee.guru, or um, come join my free Facebook group, which is called Never Diet Again. Awesome. And I'd love to have you post the links uh, to those in our Facebook group and on our Facebook page so that our listeners can have easy access to uh, check those things out. And, we truly appreciate you giving of your time and being on the show with us tonight. Thank you so much for having me. I really yeah. appreciate it. I enjoy talking it with you It was a pleasure. A pleasure. Yeah. We enjoy talking to you as well. <laughs> we want to remind you listeners that the 12 Steps to Freedom were created by Rhonda Britton, the Fearless Living uh, CEO and founder, uh, and you can find out more about Fearless Living at fearlessliving.org. I encourage you to go over there. They've got all kinds of great classes and information that you can get there, and you can also look up all the coaches, and Terry and I will be there. And we want to remind you that this Saturday we have the workshop Change Your Life, And it is a great one, so check that out and come on and spend Saturday with us. And we really appreciate you uh, coming each week and listening to us and participating uh, with us here on the podcast. 
Fearless Generations. Terry, do you have anything you would like to say before we go tonight? No, I think I'd just like to leave our listeners with the concept of uh, compassion, honesty, and personal responsibility. Just remember, compassion comes first. That's right. Yes, have compassion. It comes before accountable. So we're Mm -hmm. excited to have a whole month to talk on this subject with all of you. Uh, We have some great uh, guest coaches coming on this month, just as we did tonight with Don. And we're excited to share it all with you. And until next week, everyone, be fearless. Bye. Be fearless. Bye.